Hello, and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Chris Badgett, and I'm joined by a special guest, Daniel Klein from Joseph Studios. That's at josephstudios.net. Daniel is an expert in uh, Lifter LMS implementation, but especially at the corporate level and for internal training purposes. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris. Glad to be here. It's it's great to have you, and I think this is going to be a really interesting episode because a lot of times we're talking to the education entrepreneur, uh, you know, the solo course creator, but I'm aware there's this whole ecosystem of companies, big businesses, implementing training, using WordPress, it, but it's not, it's not as much in the limelight. Can you tell us like why this is kind of emerging right now? Like why now? Why WordPress? Why left LMS? Why in the corporate context? Yeah, definitely. So, um, so to kind of kick things off, uh, everyone needs training when they start a job. Um, everyone has that that growth curve when they start day one, week one at any job, whether it's a Fortune 10, 50,000, or you know, starting a mom and pop kind of gig. You need to learn the job, and it's it's difficult, it's time consuming, and it's costly. And uh, a lot of the corporate entities that do this kind of training, they have these monolithic learning management systems that are tied on to things like their Oracle implementations or their PeopleSoft implementations, which handle a huge swath of the rest of the enterprise. It could be, you know, HR, it could be supply chain, inventory management, vendor management. It, I mean, these, these monolithic, huge multi-million dollar implementations that I've helped on many times just eat up the entire company. And so everyone's kind of grabbing at, you know, okay, so what else did we get with this $3 million deal? And, we still have a couple hours left with these $250 an hour resources. So what can we, what can we do extra? Well, let's, let's do an onboarding course. Let's, or at the end of the year comes around and they have money to burn. Let's do some other courses for onboarding. Um, but there isn't a, a kind of a tool to come back to and say, okay, so my department or my manager wants to build a course for this next group of five people that are coming on board in three weeks. And they have that choice between, am I going to do a 50 or a hundred thousand dollar implementation with this, this huge long process, or can I go with WordPress and Lifter LMS and knock something out in a couple of weeks? And then when these folks join, it's not me with a PowerPoint presentation or us doing OJT for the next six weeks. And now I'm a half person and they're a half person and we're doing even less, but now they can focus on doing their job and the onboard folks can focus on getting onboarded. And so it's a win-win. You have, you have WordPress, which is everything you need in a software platform. It's stable, bug-free, feature-rich. Um, and not fragile, it, it, it can scale really well, and so can Lifter LMS. And I think people are finally starting to put two and two together and make that happen. So a lot of departments, a lot of divisions are coming to us and saying, we would like this for our training program, for our um, OSHA compliance or PCI or HIPAA compliance program. We want to make this part of our department. And for a whole lot less than 150 or $100,000, they can make that happen. So it's very attractive from both angles. I think that's why it's happening now. That's awesome. It it sounds similar to something we've seen at the small business level with uh, tools like Infusionsoft, for example. Um, some people criticize Infusionsoft for trying to do too many things. And there's this whole thing of like all-in-one solution versus best in breed. And so I totally get what you mean. Sometimes, even at Lifter LMS, we do that where uh, – you know, it does a lot around the needs of the learning management system. But if we're going to integrate with an email marketing tool, 
we're going to not build our own email marketing tool. We're going to integrate with the best in breed. So I, I get what you mean. It's, it's, all, it's a slippery slope of that all-in-one like magic tech stack, but it, it doesn't really work that way in the real world. Um, and there's that whole vendor lock-in issue of I already bought it. I got the implementation and you know, you're, that, that momentum is already going, but it takes some leadership inside of a company for somebody who's in charge of training or in charge of IT to, you know, at least take a pause and see if there might be an, uh, you know, a different way, maybe a more, even a more cost-effective and better way. How do you get through to those people? Well, it, it does, like you said, take a certain type of person. It does take a leader who's willing to say, listen, we made a decision. It was good for what we wanted it to do. We need to do something else that's going to be better for these other things, right? So we did PeopleSoft, we did Oracle because of reason A. That was perfectly fine. Maybe it's still valid, maybe it's not. We're not going to do it for the LMS part. We're not going to do it for these other things. Here's the reasons why. Cost effectiveness, ability to transform quickly, um, feature rich, that, that's all valid, all quantifiable. We can lay it out there for you, the reasons why it's going to be much more cost-effective to go with Lyft or LMS than, than Oracle, PeopleSoft, or anything else out there. Um, now, an, another thing that you might want to also consider when you go through these transformations is, does it work? And I think Lyft or LMS, at this point, it just works, right? I mean, how much better can you know it get? It works. There's no bugs. It's stable. It's enterprise-ready, and it's scalable. At that point... I mean, you just start evangelizing it and people are going to start showing up. Um, there isn't much else that I think you could do if, you know, other things come out in the future. That's cool. But at this point, yeah, it's, it's ready to go. Fortune 50s can absolutely use this in every department for anything that they need. Yeah. I've seen that firsthand and yeah, it's happening. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, these times right now for WordPress are really interesting. I mean, it's looking at something like over 30% of the entire internet is powered by WordPress. Um, like open source used to be something that was a fear. Now it's a benefit because uh, there's all these companies working together, building products, building an entire ecosystem of solutions instead of, you know, one company trying to do it all by themselves and perhaps some small innovation skunk works team in a warehouse somewhere. It, open source, um, it, it just, it's, it empowers a lot of innovation and it makes complete sense why WordPress is scaling the way it does. It also doesn't have, like with Lifter, the, um, uh, the metered pricing where it can be as big as you want. You can have as many courses, you can have as many instructors, you can have as many enrollments as you want. There, there really is no limit. And, you know, you need good, uh, like hosting if you're going to have a high traffic site, but that's just, that's just a basic foundational IT question. Do you have good hosting that can handle high traffic? Uh, which uh, I'm sure is not a problem for um, corporate clients. No, I mean, most corporate clients these days are on Amazon Web Services or Azure, where they still have an internal DC. All of those options work with uh, WordPress and Lifter, right? You just need a server and you're good to go. You install the software, um, super user-friendly, as you know, and a lot of folks out there know, 30% of the internet knows. WordPress is really easy to, to use and manipulate. Um, and then you can tie it into other things, right? So you can have a DevOps model built into your uh, WordPress stuff so that you can have a, um, a development environment, a UAT or a testing environment in your live site. 
You can transport code smoothly through all those environments. You can have quality gates through those environments. You can put in firewalls to protect yourself. Um, for the open source code, if your IT folks are scared about using open source code and running into license issues or compliance issues, there are tools out there now like, like uh, Flexera, Black Duck, White Source that can scan that code at third-party locations or in your own DC and make sure that that third-party, well, that open source code is good to go. So we're getting to a point where code is code. And it doesn't really matter where it get it or where it comes from, as long as it meets some kind of level of quality, whatever you determine that is, you're good to go. Well said. Well said. You um, you touched on internal training, and I know sometimes this is a topic. If you look at like the Lifter LMS website, it looks like predominantly it's for people who are you know trying to monetize their knowledge or build online schools or online universities for to for revenue purposes, but there's this whole world of internal training and that's, it's, there's a whole feature set inside of Lifter where you can lock down an entire website to a membership that the HR manager could manage. Mm -hmm. um, you can, you can actually create an intranet, not on the public internet where it's like literally behind the firewall inside your company. I mean, you can do that with WordPress. There's, um, you know, you can, uh, there's this voucher code system where a manager could give out codes to their new employees or if there's a new training available and then they can go see if the manager can look and see who's taking the training. Um, it's not just about monetizing knowledge and selling courses for profit. The tool is there to help you with internal training. Mm -hmm. Can you, can you maybe describe, I, and you've done some internal training um, Lifter LMS implementations before, what are the types of things that uh, your clients are looking for? Like, what do they, what do they want to do with the internal training with the LMS? So there's a really cool book out there that inspired me and kind of formed the culture around the company, Joseph Studios, um, by a guy named At Catmull. Yeah, he, founded, um, he founded Pixar, and he wrote a book called Creativity Inc. Um, and uh, that book inspired me tremendously. In there, he describes a, pro, a problem where everyone wanted to build 3D models um, in kind of an animated way, but no one had the technology to do it. And all these different design shops were super hush-hush about their tradecraft. No one was sharing information. And he was one of the first people, I think, that uh, started, you know, everything's open source. Everything's open to the community. I'm not going to have any secrets. Um, I would love to share and collaborate with you. That's all happening today. Um, everything should be open source. Everything should be shared freely. And especially within departments, there shouldn't be silos. You should have opportunities to learn and grow everywhere. Now, here's how that kind of answers your question. Imagine you have a department and you have specialists within your department who learn different things as projects and programs go forward. So you have, you have Mike who just finished um, doing a team event. You have uh, Sarah who just uh, finished writing some script. Um, whatever, right? Someone just finished doing some kind of cool training somewhere else. And you want to bring that knowledge back into the rest of the tribe and spread it out so that no one dies with that knowledge, right? No one gets promoted. God forbid no one gets promoted. Um, so how do you do that? Lifter LMS is a solution that a lot of folks are turning to. So when that person comes back, okay, throw together a, a course real quick, right? How easy is that? You go into launch courses, you build out a couple sections, couple lessons, you throw it together, you slap an icon on it, done, post it. 
And then everyone has access to the knowledge you just learned. So rather than it being, let's say, um, let's, let's talk about comp competitors in here. You have uh, in VSTS or Visual Studio Team Server, a lot of folks do that. There's a wiki feature in there where you can collaborate on kind of a shared document. There's Google Docs where you can collaborate on shared documents. Um, there's uh, some Atlassian tools like Influence where you can collaborate and share knowledge that way. But there isn't a tool that will do a QA, QC check on what you're learning, right? It's just for the better part, it's a Word document. It's just, you know, a bunch of words, maybe pictures, maybe well-organized, probably not. And with Lyft or LMS, you add a couple extra capabilities, right? So I wouldn't be providing you a course for your training. I would also be providing a quiz to make sure that you are catching what I'm picking up or, you know, you're picking up what I'm putting down. And that's something that isn't out there. Uh, the ability to monitor who is learning and who is not, who has time to learn, who does not. That's important. You should be spending 10, 15% of your week learning and growing. You could monitor that. So I think it provides a couple extra opportunities that Confluence, VSTS, SharePoint, Google don't offer. And that's the ability to not only provide training to the rest of your tribe, but QAQC that other people are actually learning this stuff and the, the tribal knowledge is spreading. Yeah, that's, those are really good points. And I think that I, I spend a little bit of time explaining the difference between an online course and a learning management system. I mean, Lifter does both of those things, but it's that LMS or the learning management system piece where there is reporting. You can look at how Mike is doing. You can look at how Sarah's doing. You can see which one of you know the safety training course people have activated the safety training course, if they've completed or not, who's slacking, who hasn't done it yet. Uh, that's the whole management piece. It's not just about getting the multimedia content out there in a nice uh, learning friendly structure, which is the online course piece. It's all, it's all there. It's all part of Lifter LMS. It's a complete package. I really liked what you said around the culture of learning. I think that, you know, big organizations, a lot of, at least in the tech world, um, you know, I know at places like Google, you know, there's this flex time where people can, you know, learn things and work on other projects. And I think Google's doing pretty well. But the a culture of learning is, I mean, it's important. It's important today, especially as the world seems to be changing faster and faster. Complexity and the rate of change is increasing. So allowing your employees to be adaptive and learning is critical. You also mentioned uh, capturing from uh, capturing value from the best uh, people on the team. I think traditionally, even in big organizations, the training process is almost like, well, can you just shadow Mike for a couple of weeks? And yeah. it happens. It's not recorded. What if Mike quits? You know, but what if Mike? What if he, you were to just record that training, like turn it into a course? Doesn't matter if Mike quits, it's infinitely scalable. Um, Mike can continue to update it as he finds new things that you know make his process or whatever he's teaching even better. Um, there's just a lot of leverage in it. Yeah, yeah, there should never be a single point of failure for sure. That's a very scary thing when, so if you're watching this right now and you have a department of 100, 150 or more people, or two people, right? And if one of those people quits and your whole department goes down, you have a very serious problem. But I've seen that in almost every organization I've been a part of. There's always one person who, you know, I hope they never go on vacation. It's a terrible thing to say. I hope they never get promoted. It's a terrible thing to say. Why are you fostering that? Um, don't. 
don't do that. And then also on the flip side, you have a lot of millennials that job hop every one or two years and they're desperate to learn new things and explore this awesome business world that you've thrown them into. This is a great opportunity for them to do that and figure out who they are, what they're trying to do, how they can bring value. It's a great opportunity for a lot of different folks, different styles, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And if we talk about onboarding, like new hires, I mean, there's two ways to do it. You could, sh- the new hire could show up on day one. They're, they're not really oriented. And I mean, they got through the hiring process, but they're not really oriented. And, and now they have to go shadow Mike or, you know, the month previous, they're going through the onboarding courses, learning about the company brand, learning about more about their job. And they show up on day one, ready to hit the ground running. It's a choice, but I mean, you have to slow down to speed up in the sense that you have to invest the time to create the internal training program. Let's look at it from an auditing perspective too. Um, A lot of organizations in HIPAA, with HIPAA compliance, with FDA compliance, uh, FAA compliance require folks to have certain levels of training prior to touching anything, right? You have to have read your SOPs. You have to have done your training and they want quantifiable proof that everyone within a certain amount of time has done that. And Lifter LMS can do that. You can track every single person when their training was done, what their score was, when it's up for renewal, and you can prove that before, you know, Jamie touched that airplane, before Ronnie touched the patient, they were completely trained. We are within regulatory compliance. You can print it all out, give it to auditors. You're good to go. Yeah. And there's the the basic OSHA stuff as well, right? Oh, yeah. 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 If there's ever an accident and you have uh, an OSHA finding or OSHA recordable, um, Yeah, that's something to consider is whether or not they were trained for sure. The other piece too for the corporate world is um, continuing education requirements. Uh, If you, sometimes there's training just that is just mandatory, but other times it's for development of, you know, your people. And and maybe you require people to have certain number of hours of continuing education requirements. You can outsource that, but you can also insource that or, you know, do a mix you know, where they can take some from within the company and some from other sources, but insourcing uh, continuing education is a efficiency gap that's, that's out there and ready. Um, if companies are ready to invest in that. I bet people could save many tens of thousands of dollars by doing that. Absolutely. Well, one of, one of the reasons I wanted to interview you, Daniel, is I heard from my customers, what a great job you did uh, for some people uh, with your business, Joseph Studios. And, you know, when people come and they're like, you got to talk to, he did such a great job. It wasn't just like, oh, it was great. It's awesome. Thanks for the introduction or whatever. It was like, it was amazing. It was great. It's still great. Um, so when I hear that, uh, you know, I, I'm just, for one, really grateful for what you've done and taking good care of somebody that who we share as a, uh, a customer or someone that's in our ecosystems or whatever. But it makes me want to introduce you to more people out there in the world looking for great service. What do you offer at Joseph Studios? Like what is, what's, what's on offer? How we differ ourselves is that we take a solutions-based approach more, more than a transactional approach. Um, the folks on the team are Lean Six Sigma black belts, green belts, meaning they have quantifiable experience in process improvement, defect management, and remediation. Uh, A lot of us are project management professionals, have agile scrum experience. So what does all that mean? It means when we devise a solution for you, it's going to be holistic. It's not going to be a Band-Aid fix. It's going to be something that carries you forward now until however long you need or want. 
right? And we're able to quantify the cost of our projects because we're Lean Six Sigma Green and Black Belts. We could say quantifiably, this project will pay for itself in three years. You can amortize that just fine. Here's what you need for capital. And we can build a proposal that you can take in front of your board of directors, president, or a bank and say, here's why this makes sense mathematically. So it's, it's a different level it's a different echelon of engagement. It's not a vendor. It's a strategic partner relationship where you invite us in and we work together to come to a solution that's agreeable, not just for you, but your investors, as well as us and our ability to further help other clients. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a triple win. Win for your investors, win for you, win for us. It's all good around. That's awesome. And who is the ideal client? Who do you like to work with? Ideal client is anyone who's willing to take on that solutions-based quality approach. So if you want something that is going to be quality, that's going to stand up to the test of time, that's going to be enterprise ready and scalable, give us a call. If you want something that's going to better your department and is going to be a part of something that is going to help you guys grow, we would love for you to be a part of our portfolio. We would love to share our experiences with you and help you see that value realization. So yeah. That is awesome. Well, Daniel Klein, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on the show. He's at josephstudios.net. Go check that out.